Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, June 4th, 2007. Hi, this is Mike, and welcome to Manager Tools. Now, why would the discussion forums here be any different than our interactions with our clients? You know, we get asked the body odor question a lot, and everyone seems stunned that we actually have an answer. Usually, a manager just mentions it in passing. Well, thanks for the other help. Even you can't help us with this one. In keeping with their tone, we usually say, well, what's that? The reply of, I got a guy who's creating problems on the team. It's, uh, it's like... He, well, body odor? Yeah, how'd you know? Well, the fact is, we all smell. If you don't think you do, you're mistaken. And that deodorant or antiperspirant in your bathroom closet, to say nothing of your cologne, perfume, scented toothpaste, and body lotion you likely have in there as well. And so, it's going to happen that you will have to have a conversation with one of your directs about their personal scent. Yeah, (laughs) and here's how. This is one of those things that is is really you know you know there's otherwise very smart managers you're talking about body odor and giving feedback and man these are people who know the feedback model and man, when 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 you ask them about giving feedback to somebody with body odor they stump, they fall all over themselves it's they won't yeah they, they, oh yeah it, it is it is weird um, they just assume that you can't or you won't or it's a special case or something yeah. Totally. You know, the whole idea about, you know, putting a, a, a stick of antiperspirant on their desk and leaving a sticky note. I mean, some, some have suggested to me, these are otherwise, I just, otherwise good managers. Uh, they think that's like the right way to do it. Yeah. I, I, it is amazing to me how much people just literally fall apart and there's no connection between their normal everyday behavior and their behavior around this topic. I totally agree. And, and, you know, I've thought many, many times that, gosh, what, what, why is it that when I approach this, it seems different to me? It seems, okay, this is how you do it. It's, you know, it's, it's something we have to do. I, I think a lot of managers mistakenly believe that they're the only one that has, has had to do it. And the fact is, it's quite more widespread than that. Oh, um, I, I, so, I, I've yeah. got to believe that. I can't remember one of our clients who where in the course of the engagement, this did not come up. Always. Yeah. And Always. Yeah. People have referred to this as the third rail of management. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think you could infer that from the, from manager's behavior around it, um, about their willingness to address personal scent. They just won't do it. Yeah. Well, see, that's interesting because, because you called a personal scent and I referred it to it as body odor. So that, that's, that's a distinction worth talking about. Yeah, um, I do, and it's it's for a good reason actually. When when you know when you say body odor, um, it has an inherently negative connotation. I think most people would agree. It's fundamentally it's defamatory. Um, most people would likely say that they know they have some amount of personal scent, but they would take offense if you said they had body odor. Yeah, I completely I completely agree. Matter of fact, I'm going to do an experiment when I when I ask managers about this particular question and phrase it in two different ways and see see, see, see what kind they, of results yeah. I get. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah I think look. people feel more comfortable talking about personal scent than body odor. That's for sure. Yeah, the language is the way the language works here is that both are true. Personal scent and body odor 
are one and the same in a literal definition, okay? So what we're doing here is just pointing out the inherent difficulty of telling someone they have body odor. It, it's off-putting, <laughs> not their scent, but the verbiage. Um, and, and and look, we're going to talk about that in our recommendations, about the, the language of it. It's not a hard and fast rule, although it's a, it's a very important guideline, and we'll talk about it. Good. Well, okay. Sounds like a good time to start getting to our recommendations. Absolutely. Um, we actually have three major areas, um, and each of which has four sub-areas. Uh, creating, yes, uh, we, <laughs> in true manager tool style, yes, we know, we know, uh, 12 steps and or <laughs> 12 steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, don't, it, it's not, I'm not thinking 12 steps in terms of any comparison to any other program or anything else. I'm just thinking, I'm sure there are people out there rolling their eyes going, they want to talk about body odor and it takes them 12, you know, topics oh. to get through it. it look, <laughs> and and it, it's going to take a while, but this plan really works exceptionally well. Uh, some of the recommendations are fairly quick and fairly effortless, but we want to describe the background to them. And once you understand the steps, and I believe in this case, more importantly, the background to change managers' thinking, to get away from that third rail mentality, to... Um, to essentially see the problem differently, um, it takes more time, but but this is absolutely a how-to cast, and I think maybe in this case, the how-to, the most important how-to is a mental mindset shift. Yeah, we're going to say exactly what to say and how to say it and when to say it and where to say it and so on. Trust me on that. And we're going to give you the background so that when there's a little curveball thrown, you're going to know why the curveball's coming and how to handle it. Yeah, well, I hope people don't miss the the, the meta-level piece of this, which is yes. you know, this, this is part of you know how to give difficult feedback. Um, and so folks think of it simply just, uh, this is about body odor. I, I'm not going to listen. I, I think that's a mistake. This, this is going to be um, very instructive in terms of how to break down any difficult feedback issue. And folks should right. think about it that way, I think. Yeah. And, and we talk about feedback, although it's not going to be a pure feedback model. It's sort of modified because well, people stumble over the idea of it, it is body odor a behavior. Well, no, not exactly. Um, uh, it's not. Uh, but but we use the concept of the model in terms of behavior or incident and impact uh, and next steps to to inform our discussion with somebody. Look, okay, so we have three major guidelines, and they are general guidelines, uh, preparation, and delivery. Uh, under the general guidelines, we have think personal scent versus body odor, of course. Think impact, key point here, impact. Think causes, and you need to know your resources. Under preparation, we have get specific information. Do not commit to specific action. Gather data and decide. And then under delivery, we have deliver privately, deliver directly, offer resources, and then discuss follow-up. And that's all 12. Yeah, well, I... <laughs> I'm not sure this is the longest list of bullets we've ever had. No. Covered. But it, but in, in fact, it, it may be. But maybe if you said 12 and a half steps, we'd, 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 be, we'd be there. there. But, yes. um, yeah, if we give too much more organizational information, we'll we'll have to have a separate table of contents just for that. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. This is a three-part podcast. The first part, half an hour, is just the table of contents. Yeah, great. Um, look, if, if I – really, if I thought it was better with less, we'd do that. Um, but based on the managerial behavior we've seen, I believe we've got to do a fulsome description of the entire thing. Uh, 
I, I see this, quite frankly, as the necessary and sufficient cast that we can do on this touchy and often ruined uh, managerial behavior. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so it all starts with uh, general guidelines. So, yes, first of which is personal scent. Yes. Um, as we were discussing in the intro, the phrase body odor is immediately a negative. Okay. There's no sense in making this any harder by shoving it in the direct's face, right? Um, yeah, it's already hard enough as it is, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think if you, um, I think if you hurt somebody's feelings, um, that, and, and some of that can be avoided, um, then you should, um, because the purpose obviously is not to hurt their feelings. Well, uh, um, and, and that's why people, that, and that's why generally managers have such a difficult time, right? They don't want to hurt the person's yeah. feelings, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. And, and when we talk about impact, um, I, I think, um, well, you can compare this, Mike, to, to a conversation about, you know, gosh, if you don't improve, I'm going to have to terminate you. I'm going to have to fire you. Um, that's, a, that's a tough conversation. And it is absolutely the manager's job to have that conversation. Now, it, clearly, you might hurt somebody's feelings doing it. But if they're failing to perform, most managers could say, well, I, I can tolerate that, right? I, I can have that conversation because if they don't perform, I don't perform. And if I don't perform, I'm at risk. Um, and, and And so... I don't think there's any question that most managers are willing at least to consider the possibility of hurting somebody's feelings, but, but it has to be about performance. It has to be about a larger issue, but talking about something private or something that we think might be private, um, I, I think that makes, makes this a whole lot uh, harder for people. Yeah. That's, um, that's a good distinction. Yeah. Uh, okay. So look, um, it, it, first of all, look, we all smell. Okay, the vast majority of us, 98, 99% plus, and let's hope it's even higher than that, put on deodorant or antiperspirant every day. Okay, that very act of each of us doing that, all of us managers going to work and putting on deodorant or antiperspirant and or cologne or, or scented lotions or whatever, that very act ought to make us step lightly around this issue of suggesting that we are fine but someone else has body odor. So what we're suggesting here is, is a way of thinking more effectively and, and less pejoratively, um, and to be candid, more accurately in my opinion, think personal scent and not body odor. What, what, let, me, let me see if I can say this differently. What I'm trying to say is, when you tell someone you have body odor, you're not telling them something of any interest to anyone. It's like saying you have a head, okay? The words body odor are true for every person, and every person has a head, okay? It is not of interest to tell someone they have a head, okay? Now, it's by the same token, it's not of interest. It, it's not distinctive. It's not worth commenting on if you tell them they have body odor unless, by definition, you're using that phrase as a pejorative. Okay, and so what this means is you you don't talk uh, or think uh, about body odor when you discuss this issue. Think and say personal scent. Um, look, we're we're not saying you should never say body odor, but it's just plain less effective. And so we recommend using the phrase personal scent. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, change in mindset. I think, and it actually when we get to causes, you'll see that. 
if you're not thinking that way, you're going to put yourself in a, in, in a pinch because there are some of these co- so there are some personal scent issues that have nothing to do with body odor, and and that's the danger. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings, and in fact, discover it's not a body odor issue. Right. Um, okay. Right. Okay. So look, um, the second one was think impact. Right. Um, this is my favorite one of all twelve of the subpoints. Um except maybe for the actual delivery step, obviously. Um, Typical manager tools, 12 bullets, only one about the delivery itself, and yet we're still totally focused on the how-to. I love it. Um, Maybe the most important thing you're going to hear in this cast is this. Personal scent or body odor is not the issue. The impact, the impact on your team and its performance of those factors is the issue. If everyone smelled bad, to be very blunt about it, but nobody cared, it wouldn't matter. Everyone, in fact, does smell bad in some jobs at the end of the day, and yet no one complains. Look, there are plenty of plenty of manual labor jobs that people smell awful at the end of the day. Everybody knows it, and it doesn't bother them. They know they're supposed to. It's no big deal. Um, so, look, you, you've got to avoid thinking that your job is to eliminate the scent. And if you go around thinking about personal scent, or even worse, about body odor, and you don't think about impact, you're gonna you're gonna become a uh, the scent police. <laughs> Right? I mean, that's not a job I want. Yeah. <laughs> Especially given that everybody smells. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. We've already, we've already established that everybody smells. You smell, I smell, we all smell. Um, it, it, it is uncertain whether you even can or not, whether you even can eliminate the scent. Okay. But you can have an effect on that, that sense effect on your team. Um, so, look, sometimes just agreeing, just hearing a person's complaint um, can actually do something about it. In other words, the, the impact of someone's personal scent or the perception of a personal scent from someone else um, is enough on some people for them to complain about it. You saying, hey, thanks for bringing it to my attention. Um I appreciate the input, uh, may be just a thing. They just need their voice heard on something. They need to feel like their manager will, will actually listen to them complain about something. Um, you know, if someone, here's an example. If someone were to find out that someone else's scent issue was due to a medical condition, and that this has actually happened to me before, um, the original complainant, the person who came to you, may very well still notice the scent and yet not be bothered by it or maybe put differently, feel differently about it because they'd say, oh, well, gosh, I never knew that. I, I didn't know that she had that condition and I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I, I feel badly. You know, it's, uh, I, I recognize that it's still not a pleasant scent, but, but uh, uh, hey, boss, I'll live with it. Right. It's and, not that and the person have, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the meaning of yeah. that scent changes for that person. Exactly. Yes. So, so from from that perspective, um, you can do nothing and have a big 
impact on the impact, or you can actually do what you need to do. And the scent, the details of it and, and, and mitigating it or whatever you want to call it is never, in some cases, doesn't ever have to be an issue. Um, so look, your job in these situations is to determine the best course of action, always keeping in mind that nothing is a, can be a good course of action. To, you, you've got to determine the best course of action to minimize the impact, not the sin itself, but the impact of the sin issue on your team. Do not become a bottle of air freshener. Yeah. Look, we're going to go further here. Um, we, we, we do feel that you shouldn't move people, you know, that people want the cubes to move or whatever in most cases, and we'll talk about that later. But otherwise, think about results, not about sense. But look, the solution may be to tell the complainant you've looked into it, and that's it. And they accept that, and the problem goes away, and the scent stays. Yeah, that's 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 incredible. It, it happens all the time, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, I would say easily half the time, easily for all kinds of reasons. Um, just the fact that somebody's working on it, um, and and maybe it's a cultural difference or whatever, uh, which is a legitimate, obviously, reason for for scent um, issues. But but look, um, there's another powerful reason to think impact, and not odor, and not scent. If you attack the odor, in other words, if you see that as the problem, you may be perceived as attacking the person. Even if it's cologne, if they're wearing too much cologne, they could describe that as a form of personal expression. And they may very well claim rights about that expression. It's happened to me. Somebody threatened a lawsuit. And I'll never forget um, telling the manager, say, okay, sue us. And, and, and the, the employee says, gosh, you know, that, I'm, I'm shocked that you're comfortable with me suing you. Oh, I, I'm not worried at all about you suing me. I'd be shocked if we lost. But And then this manager said something that I chuckled about, but, but uh, probably not everyone would want to say, which is, you know, our lawyers are better than whoever you're going to get. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. And, and, and this was the kind of employee who bluffing and, and threatening and drama was a big part of their relationship with the organization, which, of course, anyone's relationship with the organization centers on their relationship with the boss. There are thousands, millions, hundreds of millions of people in the world who essentially believe that every time they're speaking to the boss and they get a chance to throw a zinger in, they're speaking truth to power to the to the big corporate organization or even a small company to the owner. Um and and they like that. They feel like the, that's their way of pushing back against the box that they're in, whatever box they feel that they're in. Um, look, um, addressing the impact of a scent issue, its effect on the team, its effect on the performance, its effect on teamwork, its effect on, on uh, harmony, if you will, addressing the impact is not an attack on the person or their expression. It is, listen to this, it is not an attack on the person it is a defense of the organization. Look, there is ample case law and evidence that while employees do have plenty of rights, rightfully so, plenty of rights in the workplace, some of those rights can be and, legitim and are legitimately curtailed by the organization in the pursuit of its mission. Sitting close together 
in cubes without private spaces as a matter of cost control rather than having everybody have their own office is a reasonable accommodation for an individual to make, to have to make, to work for a firm. It's all settled in law in all but the most bizarre cases, okay? You, Mr. or Ms. Manager, have your own rights as a representative of your company to defend the processes of work which create the value of the company, which ultimately leads to the employee's salary, which is why they're there to begin with. Impact, thinking impact, and not odor, not scent, not becoming scent police, is what gets you there more effectively. Yeah. Okay? Do you find there are issues with um, others, sometimes and often poor performers, bringing up the, the scent issue? Absolutely. Um, uh, if one of our weaker performers... And let me just say that um, we'll call it someone prone to complaining. In my years and years and years of, of working with large and small organizations, it has been my experience that if you mapped complaint um, distribution to performance, you would see a higher level of complaints from lower level performers. Okay? That, that's that's, that's a uh, um, – I have enormous anecdotal evidence, which I think if I pile together enough, the, the anecdotal uh, title would go away and it would be compelling data rather than just anecdotes. Um, so um, if one of your weaker performers, somebody who's prone to complaining, brings up a scent issue from one of your better performers, and, it, and when you do your research, no one else seems to mind, the question you have to ask is, what really is the impact of the problem? And do you need to do anything at all? If you only think odor, you may end up doing something that's penny-wise and pound-foolish or what would be the equivalent, scent-wise and substance-foolish or something, you know, something like that. There is no requirement for you to do anything based on the analysis you're doing. It boils down to a cost-benefit analysis of the impact versus the change and, and the cause. Said in other words, uh, think as much about the impact of your actions as the impact of the scent. <laughs> Very good. Exactly right. Yeah. Because because that's essentially what your team is going to measure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, again, that I, I believe thinking impact is – is is a fundamental mind shift for managers that can be very, very helpful. It may be the most important thing we say in this cast. Okay. Now, the next one was think about the causes. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised about this. I, I, I think part of the issue is that third rail that you mentioned. Managers hear a complaint about body odor, and, and they just lose it, and they um, – they don't think clearly. They drive right to a conclusion like, oh, my God, the guy doesn't bathe. Um, and that's just a dumb conclusion. It's just, you know, facts, not an evidence. Um, it really relates to the the point we're making here is it relates, and this relates to the personal scent versus body odor language recommendation. When most people think body odor, they think very likely, as I just mentioned, of personal hygiene. But if you think about personal scent, it helps you consider other very realistic very reasonable causes of impacts of scent. What about somebody who wears too much cologne? I mentioned this a little bit ago. Okay. It's also an issue, and I've had to deal with it a couple of times. What about incense at work? Had to deal with that. 
somebody's burning incense at work? Yep. <laughs> it was a California client. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, they, they, you know, there was no specific prohibition and it was smokeless incense or something. Oh God. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, this, and, and I, I think the person said, um, it, 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 I mean, my, that his guru, his Maharishi, his, his, his personal spiritual advisor said he really needed that at work. And so it became much more complex than that. Um, um, so um, what about medical conditions? What about dietary differences? And this is really where we, I, I believe there's enormous uh, opportunity or enormous uh, number of such cases. Um, one's diet does have a huge impact on one's scent. Um, the reason most of us tend not to notice other people's scents is that we are culturally, dietarily, physically, ethnically, and socially similar in so many ways to most of the people around us. So therefore, their scents tend to be not different enough from ours for us to notice. But somebody next to you of a different age, a different race, a different culture, a different diet, different medications, different hygiene habits, you really start piling up the possibility that scent is going to be different enough, again, to cause an impact. Yeah. So what that means is when scent becomes an issue that creates the real issue, performance or team impact, do not jump to hygiene. Stop. Remind yourself what the various causes could be, and we just listed them, some of them. Keep your mind open to data you might gather. So you're both sensitive and effective when you deliver the communication and follow up. Again, consider culture, race, diet, medical and health conditions, spiritual practices, hygiene, Product use, which includes cologne and body lotion and perfume and fresheners, footwear, socks. Folks, pregnancy can create scent issues, enormous chemical changes in the body during pregnancy. Do not jump to conclusions. Yeah, that'd be bad if somebody had to scent you, immediately assume they were pregnant. Is that what you mean? No. <laughs> hey, hey Bill, can I talk to you? Yeah. The scent. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. No, that's, that's oh, that's uh, not what you meant. Okay. Yeah, a little. Yeah, imagine telling somebody, well, you know, you've really got a body odor problem, and 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 the young lady says, the lady says, I'm I'm sorry, I'm pregnant, and it's it's uh, there's nothing I can do about it, according to the doctor. Now, look, you just look like you have egg on your face, yeah. um, and and then and then you may be in a situation where. The employee feels compelled to tell you that when, in fact, they didn't want to because they feel like pregnancy is not respected, not appreciated, or creates risk for them relative to time away from the job and so on. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, that's true in too many places. Yeah, so, so, exactly. So, you, exactly. So, so here you're saying that you know sensitivity and success go hand in hand here. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think uh, you know sensitivity. A lot of people would say, "Oh, sensitivity. What does that mean?" And in the manager tool sense, here sensitivity means. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't um, uh, don't assume that it is purely body odor, which has an emotional connotation that pejorative uh, that we talked about. The, the the 
Sensitivity here means keeping your options open and recognizing nobody wants to have a scent that is off-putting to someone else. Make sure you do your homework so that when you have the conversation, you're not insulting someone because you've jumped to a conclusion that may just plain be not true. Yeah. Now, now the next point, know your resources. Until you make the, the leap to thinking about impact and the causes being not necessary, poor hygiene. You may not think about resources, but but now you've opened yourself up to think a little bit about resources that are available. Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to resources, you don't have to do this alone. Now, look, this is manager tools, and we believe that the company and the employee are connected by the manager. And that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about what we talk about, that the manager really embodies something beyond themselves. You know, for all of you who want to be part of something bigger than yourself, who want to make a difference, uh, you know, unfortunately, the press and modern times are, and, and plenty of uh, cartoons and, and, and movies and so on vilify management and leadership and organizational leaders and people who are at the top of large organizations, whether they're public or private, governmental or or professional or, or commercial or whatever. But the fact is management uh, is something to be uh, respected. Um, and that embodiment, you know, for, if somebody wants to be part of something bigger than themselves, being a manager is ab- absolutely can do that for you. And um, sometimes the cynicism, part, I mean, right, Mark, part of the reason we're doing this is to, is, is to combat the cynicism of people who say, oh, yeah, I'm just a manager or he's a manager. It's not... Um, I don't know. Uh, it, 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 we believe at Manager Tools that if there's a problem in your organization, then then you have a role in solving it, and you shouldn't be punting to HR. You shouldn't be saying, "Oh, there's somebody else that'll do that." You know, I, I I nearly work on this one technical arena, and I have to have HR have all the personnel discussions. If you want to grow in your career, and most managers do, and you keep turning things over to other people, um, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be believed to be somebody who has all the skills to become a general manager, a senior director, a vice president with profit and loss response because profit and loss doesn't just happen on the books. It happens because of people's activities. And if you're just a technical leader, if you're a technical manager and that's all you want to do, that's fine. But don't expect to be given more and more responsibilities um, that, that essentially include organization, that, that relate closely to organizational success. Nothing wrong with being an individual contributor and doing fabulously well in your career and retiring very wealthy and, and uh, loving life, but that's not a managerial career. Um, so, so I'm, I'm sorry, that was a little bit of a brief soapbox there about how important we believe manager tools is. But, yeah, we were doing um, so well in the soapbox yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, uh, that, that was the soapbox. That was, that was a reminder to everybody that, gosh darn it, we care about what you're doing. And um, it seems like nowadays very few other people do. So, um, but look, you, you don't have to do this alone. We do recommend that managers not turn this communication over to HR. There are some rare situations where HR needs to be aggressively involved, HR or employee relations, what I call ER, maybe even legal or medical if you have those resources, because there's been a previous history of a delicacy of a, of a situation that was uh, uh, fraught with difficulty. There was a lawsuit or there was a, a challenge uh, from someone or the company had to make special dispensations because of someone's particular situation, that might be a case where HR or ER would be involved. Um, and, and let me just mention one other thing as a note to some of our smaller company, smaller organizational listeners. Um, uh, 
We know that many of you say, gosh, I want to cast for smaller companies. The fact is we believe that 99% of what we do works for smaller companies. This is the kind of topic, knowing your resources, which I'm sure some of you go, well, none of those work for me. The fact that none of these work for you doesn't mean that this topic, this cast is not spot on for you. It does just mean that you have less resources. When we say know your resources here, what we mean is you need to have a step thinking about what organizational and perhaps otherwise resources exist that you can call on to make sure that you make a good decision. Just like many of us have someone else prepare our taxes, that's a resource that you use that's not you personally. So if you're in a smaller company, we know you're going to have less of these resources. We don't build the entire cast on using the resources. And if you have no resources at all, you can literally, you, we don't recommend you skip this step, but you can come out of the step saying, I don't have any of those. And you can still do a fabulous job of having a discussion with one of your employees about personal scent. So if anybody's going to say, well, gee, this was written for big companies because they talked about all those resources. No, it's not. We want big company managers to think about the resources that are available to them. That's why they're there. Those resources cost money. Let's use them if they can help us. But that doesn't mean that this is not a small company cast. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, All right. Let me get back to the details. Um, After you've thought a bit about the impact to your team, take a moment and make a list of the available resources. Okay. Does your company have an HR person with some experience in handling this? Um, now, be careful if you say, if you go to HR and say, do you have any experience? And, and, and they give you less than a spot on dead answer. Yes, we do that once a month. Or yes, we have a specific template or what have you. Um, uh, look, you may have a doctor or a nurse that's employed by the company or that is, is contracted to the company, if not employed by the company, that a referral could be made to. Not that you necessarily know at this point that you're going to, but you want to know that that resource exists. And many managers don't know. Um, there could be a wellness program where often a nurse works or a physician's assistant works, where dietary information could be uh, made available to the employee. Again, just marshalling resources so that, in fact, if it comes up in the conversation, depending upon what the cause of the scent issue is, you'll know potentially where to send them, where to refer them. It could be there are peers of yours or other departments with employees of similar backgrounds, potentially, where they may have had similar issues brought up by other people, okay? Maybe you ought to go to the manager tools forums and ask all the managers there, thousands of managers, um, 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 what, uh, um, what they know, if anybody they know has actually dealt with this particular issue. Again, make a list. So that when you have a conversation and a curveball is thrown, and it will feel like a curveball if you don't have your list made, um, when that curveball is thrown, you'll be somewhat more prepared. Small company folks, we know the list will be short, and we apologize for that. Um, that's one, I'm sure that's one of the desires you have of getting to be a big company, so you don't have to have, you don't have to do all these things all by yourself. Um, Good. Well, th- there you go. I mean that that's that does it for the the four parts of the the general guidelines. Think personal scent, think impact, think causes, and know your resources. Well, we'll stop it right there. We'll finish it up next week. As usual, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to stop by the discussion forums at www.managertools.com slash forums. We hope to see you there. So until next week, folks, so long. So long.